Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Championship Roundtable podcast. I'm your host today, Jake Jackman. If you want to reach the show, you can get us on Twitter at Championship Pod. Um, and I'm joined by Max today. So, Max, if you just like to tell people where they can reach you. Yeah, hi, Jake. Great to be on. Um, great to do another podcast. You can uh, find me on Twitter at Max D. Hayes. You can also find my YouTube channel, which is uh, focused on Forest as well. But uh, good to be on talking all things Championship again, mate. Yeah, cheers for joining me today, Max. So we'll start with the midweek fixtures, I guess, because uh, we're some time away from the weekend and they are fresh in the memory. Just wanted to, to get your thoughts on if there was any standout performances. Uh, yeah, I think standout performance for me last night was um, Luton beating Norwich. I mean, what a shock result that was, really, um, for them to to beat Norwich 3-1 and, and especially when fans were returning for Luton. I think, obviously, it, it, it must have made a difference because... Um, won and, and and I think I've, I think I said to to Louis a few weeks ago that I think Luton are a bit of a dark horse this season. I mean they're doing really well at the moment. They're 22 points looking at the table now. They're 11th um, and and they're certainly doing better than the teams that you'd expect to be maybe up there and and maybe that that you'd expect to switch places for. For example, at somebody like Derby County, you'd expect them to be where Luton are and probably Luton where Derby County are kind of in the relegation zone and that's no disrespect to Luton um it just shows that Nathan Jones has done a great job since he's returned uh, I also think that uh, James Collins is a is a fantastic player for Luton I think he's scored four of his six goals as well um this so far this season uh, and of course the Luton managed to get a win in front of the in front of the fans and it must have definitely helped so um that was a, a shock result for me really probably another shock result as well would be um my team, Forest, against Watford. I think a lot of people tipped us to, to kind of get hammered by Watford considering where they are in the league versus where we are. But I really think we stood our ground against Watford. We we showed signs of uh, of kind of where we'd been lacking in the past. Maybe just we're kind of as well just missing that final pass as well in the final third and, and, and final chance as well. But I think it's it's an improvement from a few weeks ago and you can really tell that Hewton's football is coming across now. We just need to, you know, find a way to score really and, and find a way to start picking up wins. But I think, uh, I think it was a good result last night and it was great to see uh, Cafu as well. He started for Forest that we'd never seen him start before from Olympiacos in the summer. And we also saw uh, Joe Worrell back from a uh, foot injury as well. So I'd have to probably tip, uh, say Forest and Luton with the shot results for me last night. Yeah, I think both of those were, were slightly surprising, especially, um, the the um the forest one getting a point against Watford because they have been improving um but as you say Chris Hewitt often organises teams well and um yeah on the Luton point as well fans coming back is obviously a big thing me and Louis spoke about it last week and and we've already seen it a very small sample size obviously only one round of fixtures but the Luton result in particular does show that the impact it can have and I think it was good to see at Wickham as well you saw Gareth Ainsworth going around before the match applauded all the fans it was sort of the first time they'd 
been in contact with our fans since their surprise promotions. That was quite an, an emotional moment. And even with a few fans, it, it was quite a big, had quite a big impact on me anyway. But a surprise result mm. for me, um, I'll just go to the, the Middlesbrough game. Because although I think Middlesbrough have been very good this season, to beat Swansea um, was, was quite a big result. I thought, um, obviously, Neil Warnock's gone in there and he's, he's doing really well. I think they've got one of the better defensive records in the league, only conceded 10 goals. So, um, yeah, they, they're a classic Neil Warnock team. And although they're down in 10th position, they're only four points off the top of the table. So it's so so bunched up at the top of the table this year. It, it really is anyone's game. Um, even Reading, who had been on that run of poor results, are now moved back up into the playoff positions with uh, five points from three games. Um Slightly surprised that Reading didn't win last night, actually, because Sheffield Wednesday went down to 10 quite early. I think that might be the second second red card since Tony Pulis has taken over. So they definitely seem to have an issue there <laughs> in terms of discipline. But they managed to see out see out the match and get a point, which which could be huge come the end of the season. Still in the relegation zone, but the, up to nine points now off the bottom, doing a little bit better. So, yeah, I think that they're heading in the right direction. But, yeah, I think that I think the Luton one for me and is the biggest one. Um, are there any um, players that, that caught your eye uh, in in the midweek matches? Um, I mentioned James Collins there uh, for Luton, so I'd probably have to say him again. Uh, another one that's kind of caught the eye for me, actually, um, was Stoke again. I, I keep speaking about Stoke and I keep speaking about James McLean as well. Is is, is he got assists for, I think it was Powell's goal last night when they beat Wickham 1-0. Um, and again, there was fans in that, but that didn't really uh, help Wickham at all because Stoke were the away side and won. But um, I'd have to say James McLean again. I think he's he's really stood out for me this season. I mean, he stood out for me last season, um, to be fair, even though Stoke weren't performing to the best of their ability with the squad they had on paper. But now I think they've, you know, Stoke are really turning a turning a turning a corner really, and I honestly do think that they'll be there at the end of the season in the playoffs, 100%. Um, I would have to tip them actually for a bit of a dark horse for for promotion as well. So going back to my standout players, it would probably be James McLean um, and uh, James Collins as well from Luton. Yeah, I agree with those ones. One that, that caught my eye was uh, Duncan Whitmore for for Middlesbrough. I think he only signed last week, or or. He, I think he signed a contract till January. And he got both goals yesterday, starting up front. Obviously, he had quite a um, turbulent period of his career at Sunderland. He, he had a lot of injuries, didn't manage to get into the team. Obviously, got relegated twice. And it seemed like that there wasn't much going on for him this summer um, with COVID restricting the opportunities available. But he's, he's gone in at Middlesbrough and he, he started really well. And the two goals yesterday are going to give him so much confidence. And I think that's the, the one thing that Middlesbrough are perhaps lacking at the moment is, is somebody to score the goals. Um, only scored 16 this year, so so a little better than a goal per game, which which they're going to have to improve on if they are to um, challenge for for top six. But yeah, Duncan Watmore, it's early days, it's only a couple of games he's played, but yeah, two goals, very impressive. And obviously, every week we mention Adam Armstrong, so we've got to mention him again. Another goal, he just keeps getting better and better, and showed a consistency that he didn't have before. Um, so yeah, as a Newcastle fan, makes me a little bit sour seeing him do that. But yeah, great great to see him get more goals, and I think that. Blackburn currently in a in ninth position, probably only have a chance um, of challenging the playoffs because of the attacking players they've got. They've got so many good attacking players there, young attacking players as well. Harvey Elliott got on the score sheet as well. So yeah, really exciting times for Blackburn, and they look like they're going to be one of the better teams to watch this season, even if they are going to slip up occasionally. Um, but yeah, just just moving into to, to the topics this week, um, I think that we we want to talk about. 
which team um, has surprised you most? Uh, surprised you most, Max? Whether that be at the top of the table or, or at the bottom of the table. Um, and we're going to leave leave Forest for a little bit because we'll come on to them in a in a bit more detail in a bit. But um, just wanted to know your thoughts as a neutral on all the other teams. I guess which team in the top half has surprised you, and which team in the bottom half has surprised you? Uh, yeah, of, of course. I, I think the one of the teams that has surprised me all season um, would probably be actually a um, bit of a, maybe people are surprised to say this, but actually Millwall. Um, I thought that Millwall would really struggle this season um, and perhaps be near the bottom of the table. Um, however, Guy Rauer, I mean, fantastic job he's done since he came in. I can't, I can't remember when he came in. I think it's sometime last season. Um, but I, I honestly do think um, that Millwall could be there at the end of the season or securing a nice kind of mid-table championship um, spot. I, I think that Gaia Rowett is definitely building something at Millwall. Um, and for me, they've every time they've played my team or, or, or I've seen them on the TV, uh, is that they've always stood out for me. And then they've played proper proper football and Gaia Rowett's brought that across. I mean, he's been at Birmingham and Derby before and he's brought that across, you can 100% tell, to Millwall. So I'd probably say... They surprised me um, in the top half of the table, if you count 13th place at, uh, at the top half of the table. Um, a team that would probably surprise me would be in the bottom half of the table. Um, being there and, and surprised that they're there would probably be actually... Um, I'd, pro- I'd probably say Derby. I mean, to be bottom of the league with minus 15 goal difference, I think they're on. Um, managerless, of course, Wayne Rooney's temporary charge of them. There's takeovers going through there. It's all a bit of a a kind of a, a circus at the moment with Derby. No one knows what's happening, really. I was speaking to a Derby fan, actually, and they were just saying that they need to employ a proper manager. Um, that's no disrespect to Rooney, was saying, and he's great, but Rooney hasn't got his coaching badges, so he thinks that they need a proper manager, somebody like Sam Allardyce or Eddie Howe. The trouble is, who's going to come to them when they're eight, well, when they're 24th in the league? But still, it's an attractive managerial position. Um, however, they definitely surprised me to be there. I think a lot of people would tip Derby for a, a, a playoff and promotion this season. Um, and, and to be at the bottom of the league isn't the best for them. Although I do still think there's there's a lot of time left, of course, in the season and they'll probably most likely turn it around. But I'd probably say Millwall and Derby for surprising me. Yeah, definitely agree uh, with both of those. Um, Millwall down to 13th, but having a very good start of the season and uh, in a good position to, to challenge higher up the league and yeah, Derby. I think that they speak for themselves. Um, around New Year, following Rooney coming in, I thought they were they were one of the better teams in the league. They were pick, I think they were top of the form table for quite a long time, and I expected them to push on. But yeah, it just hasn't gone for them this year. Uh, it's been a slight improvement the last couple of weeks, but still failing to beat uh, Wickham and Coventry doesn't bode well for them. So yeah, it, it, it's going to be interesting to see how how that progresses with the takeover and, and the managerial position, whether Rooney gets it full time or if they do bring in somebody with a little bit more experience, which which probably looks like the, the better bet at the moment. But for me, I've been I've been quite surprised by Bournemouth. Um, I thought Eddie Howe leaving um, is going to have a big impact. Um, and it, it hasn't really. Um, second in the table, obviously. The table's a little bit of a false reading at the moment because there are only there's so, so few points separating, you know, first down to, I guess you'd go down to Millwall in, in 13, you could possibly go even lower. Huddersfield down in 16 for only 10 points off the top, which is which is crazy. But yeah, Bournemouth, I thought they'd really struggle. I thought they might be a team that, that comes down and settles in the Championship for two or three years before um, 
going for another promotion challenge. But they're, they're right up there. Uh, Tyndall's doing a really good job showing that a number two can come out and, and, and step up even after a manager that was so ingrained at the club. So that's really impressed me. They've obviously got a lot of talented players, but they did lose a few in the summer as well. Uh, Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser um, and a couple of others, uh, Nathan Ake leaving. So, you know, it's, it's always going to be a bit of a transitional season, but they're, they're doing really well and, and in a great position to, to challenge for, for automatic promotion back to the Premier League. So they, they've surprised me a little bit. Um, and I guess it, it might speak a lot that um, Norwich, Bournemouth and Watford are currently the top three, whether that shows that there's a, that the championship, uh, the, the gap between the championship and the Premier League is maybe growing. It might be true. Um, that that might support that, although I think it's, it's partly down to what this season is. It's so strange and those clubs with the great resources are always going to have a slight advantage. So, yeah, I think, I think they're for me um, in the top half. But Huddersfield has surprised me a little bit. I thought they'd really struggle uh, this year like they did last year. I thought that the, the decision to, to move the Cowleys on and bring in Corboran was a, a bit of a risk, really. Um, he'd obviously worked under Bielsa and, and they were attracted by that. I'm sure they, they'd done their research and knew of his co- coaching credentials, but thought he'd come in and struggle um, losing Carl and Grant as well, their, their top scorer for the last couple of years. It's going to be a tough ask, but they, they've done really well. They've been playing some really good football. Um, probably one of the, you know, if you're going to sit down and watch a championship game, if Huddersfield are playing, it's normally going to be a good watch of goals at both ends. And Karoma uh, has been really good for them. Uh, he looks like a very good player at this level. So yeah, I've been surprised by them. Thought they'd be nearer the relegation zone, but no, they look a, quite a, a decent team. They're, they're going to be very inconsistent, but um, I think they're going to be fine. And I think that they should be excited about what, what the future could hold under Corboran. He does look to be a very exciting young coach that, and, and the style of players reflecting that. Um, but yeah, just just moving on to, to Forest now, I thought we could go into them in a little bit more detail. I'm, I'm a huge Chris Hewitt fan. As a Newcastle supporter, he's always <laughs> back, back, back to the top flight before. Um, he's obviously done very well at, at Birmingham, Norwich, um, Brighton. His CV speaks for himself. And it was a, an appointment that I thought was, was a smart one by Forrest. But um, I've been slightly surprised maybe by how slow it started. But, um, you know, three losses in the last four doesn't, doesn't speak to a club that are getting much better. But... I'm guessing you'll have a much better insight than me. So I just wanted to get your thoughts on how Hewton has settled and, and how, how the supporters are really feeling towards him at the moment. Um, it, it is early days. And, and Chris Hewton said many a times that this isn't going to be, you know, an, an overnight fix and Forrest cry out for stability every season and, and cry out for kind of a permanent manager that has the the time to build. And, and I honestly do think that we're not going to go up this season. I think that we'll finish mid-table most likely. Fingers crossed we know can't you know we don't lose anymore and we get dragged into a relegation scrap um i i hope that we just finish mid-table and then with the summer to rebuild and, and hopefully with more fans back in next year as well is, is i think that might give the team a real boost but but so far it's, it's quite difficult to tell and i think it's quite difficult for all forest supporters to maybe feel a connection with Hewton because we haven't been at games you know we haven't really um, fans haven't had opportunities to meet him so it is quite difficult when you have a manager or, or your players that that come in and especially during these times when we're watching it through a TV screen, you can't really feel that connected. Um, but it's definitely an improvement to Lamucci's football, massive improvement for me. Um, much, you know, I, I thought that there's just that kind of style that, that you can tell Hewton brings across, but, but also the fact that the players seem to have gelled much better 
um, together. Lyle Taylor's doing excellent for us. I mean, he's putting so much, um, you know, effort in every game. But I think we we are struggling to score goals at the moment. We're doing everything right, but it but but it's that final pass, it's that kind of final through ball and, and final chance that Forrest are really struggling on. And I hope that that will improve, and I'm sure it will under Hewton. Um, you know, we're not far off the January transfer window. I hope we maybe get rid of a few players that are dead wood and, and we don't really need them around the football club. Um, and hopefully we bring in a few players that Chris Hewton wants um, that, that can really finalise that team. And I think once we're kind of um, safe from from the drop and, and, and we're kind of climbing out the, the bottom half of the table is that's when we'll really start to see Chris Hewton's football come across more. We'll really start to see him maybe experimenting with different players that we'll see next season. Um, but I, I can't see Forrest going up. Maybe, maybe there's a there's a slight chance of, of in the playoffs. But this season, I think it was definitely due to the kind of upset from the last one and 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 the sh- and the, the departure of Lamucci and appointment of Hewton that you can kind of write this one off. It's another season wrote off, which I don't think will bother too many Forest fans in a way. Maybe because we can't go and see the games, and maybe next season we'll be able to. So fingers crossed that's the case. But in terms of how we've seen his football come across, it's been good so far but we haven't seen much of it to build a connection if you understand what I mean by that Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Yeah, no, I, I completely understand. I think it, looking at the last four matches might be a little bit unfair because he had some difficult opposition. You'll see a Bournemouth, uh, Swansea, Watford, and before that, Barnsley. I think it was their manager's first game in charge or close to, so it's never a good time to play them. Um, no. So it's been a tough run. Um, got Reading and Norwich coming up, so again, it doesn't get doesn't get much easier. Um, what what do you think when you're watching for us at the moment? Do you think it's the it's the biggest issue? Do you think it's scoring goals? And if you have a quick glance at the table, that might that jumps out. I think Grabbin's been missing for a while. Uh, Knockart doesn't look like the player he was when he was at Brighton. Um, Sami Amiobi's obviously talented, but very hot and cold. Um, do you think that it is the attack that, that is the issue? Joe Lolly, obviously a very good player who hasn't quite found found the stride he's had in previous years either. Uh, yeah, definitely. I think that um, Joe Lolly really seems to have lost it, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not. This is no kind of criticizing Joe in a way, but this is just saying that he's not the player that he used to be last season. I think a lot of players at Forest aren't the players they used to be last season. I think. Bree Samba's another one to name it. I don't think his keeping's been the best so far. And maybe that is, maybe they have got some kind of PTSD from the, you know, the heartbreak from last season. And, and players really seem to have struggled to come back from that. Um, 
I do. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe actually went maybe in January. Um, I think that Amiobi will definitely stay. I think that Amiobi, uh, obviously, an, an, another wing option for Forrest that is a brilliant player. He can have his on and off moments and, and, and hot and cold, like you just said as well there. But I think in terms of an overall player, I do think he's slightly better than Joe Lolly at the moment. Um, although I do think that, fingers crossed soon, we'll see maybe with Chris Hewton's football and a few new additions into the team that it might give, for example, Brees Sammer, if we got another keeper and a bit of competition um, to make him kind of a better player for, for his place, a bit of competition for his place. And also maybe the same for Joe Lolly if we brought in another winger. Um, he definitely isn't the player he used to be. And, and I hope he can kind of bring that special kind of Joe Lolly way back. Um, uh, but but I, I honestly think that, you know, we need to give the players time and, and we have to kind of be positive about these things because, it, as I mentioned before, it isn't going to happen overnight. And, and maybe uh, Joe Lolly's worsened as a player because of uh, of Lamucci's football um, this to, to, to start off with this season. But I hope now with, with, with Hewton in, who, who can motivate him, that we'll, we'll start to see Joe coming back to the player who was. And I think we did last night, actually. I think he didn't put in a... a a bad shift, actually. I, I I thought he was probably one of my one out of five standout players, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think that's 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 gonna. It's always gonna be a work, work in progress when you bring in a new manager, especially as you said, um, missing out on the playoffs in the fashion that Forrest did at the end of last season. That's gonna have an impact on the players, um, even more so this year because they didn't have that that break to really switch off their minds and and refocus. They were they were out of the championship season and then quickly back into pre season. Um, and it, and it has obviously had an effect. You can look at Brentford as well. Obviously, lost the playoff final. Um, <laughs> they're currently in sixth position, but they're not quite the same team they were towards the back end of last season. Um, so it, it does have an impact, and and I think that you can see that clearly with Forest. I think Hewton coming in was was a good appointment. You just have to hope that he's given the time he needs because it wasn't a quick fix at any of the jobs he he's gone into. Um. The Brighton one, especially, I think he he had to to save them from relegation in his first year. That he slowly built it and, and really turned them into the team they are now. And he, he was the one that laid the foundations for them to go on to be a Premier League team and and kept them there for a couple of seasons. So he's the type of manager you want. Um, and it he it's going to be a project for him. Um, as you said, he he's spoken about it himself that it, it's gonna gonna take time. Um, but. It, are you worried when you look at the league table? Do you think that um, with the upcoming games, you know, um, Reading, Norwich, I mentioned, and then following that, um, it doesn't get too much easier. Uh, Brentford and Sheffield Wednesday, um, Millwall, a team that you were speaking about, and it was saying you're impressed by this year. So it doesn't look like it's going to get easier anytime soon. Do you, do you fear that, that maybe you could be pulled into the relegation zone again? And if you were, would that have a, a further damaging impact maybe on, on the players? Um, perhaps, yeah. Maybe. It's really difficult to say. I think if we're not out of the relegation zone, perhaps by, I'd say, um, end of January, I I will probably start to get a little bit concerned. Although I do think we we won't be dragged into a relegation scrap. There has been signs of improvement and hopefully that will continue. It's always difficult looking at the league table. I think it's, it's difficult to look at the league table now and think, well, we're 21st and, and our squad on paper really should be probably at, at least fourth or fifth, if I'm perfectly honest with you. That's where a lot of the bookies tipped Forrest to finish this season was was in play in the playoffs. And some even tipped us to 
to finish first or second um, because maybe teams missing out on the playoffs a bit like Brentford and Forest were kind of tipped for, 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 for favourites of promotion. So I think we'll be able to turn it around. It's just a little bit worrying, kind of constantly not kind of picking up goals from anywhere and, and, and also not winning. And um, I hope that changes. I'm sure it will. And maybe with a few more additions in January, and that's when it will kind of will, will really start to see the league table change for, for not only Forest, but the whole of the championship as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I did talk about the relegation zone there, but uh, on the flip side, in this division, how tight is this year? If yeah. Forest won three or four of their next games, they'd quickly move up the table and you'd, you'd, we'd be mm. having different conversations about what they've yeah. gone to achieve. So that is the, the, the good and the bad of the championship, really. You, can, you always got uh, your eyes at both ends of the table, but it, you know, as, as you said, if things are improving on the pitch and you can see the the, the improvements that Chris Hewitt is making, you can only be positive um, as a fan. So hopefully, um, in a few weeks' time, we'll be we'll be talking about Forest as a pushing off the table rather than looking down at us. Um, yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, just moving on to um, previews of this weekend, really a bit of a shorter show, but we'll move on to, to previews and predictions of the matches um, this weekend. Uh, we're starting off with Nottingham Forest. Uh, away to Reading, we mentioned it briefly there. How do you see this one going, Max? I'll let you do the uh, the overview of this game. Um, I, I think I think it'll be tough. I think that Reading have got a really talented coach in. Um, it's also I think this weekend Reading are allowed fans in, so could that play a part? It'll be interesting to see. Um, I could probably see it going. I'm, I'm, I'll be optimistic. I'll probably say two-one Forest. Uh, I think with. A draw against Watford, maybe the players' confidence quite high. Things maybe on the up turning. I, I can definitely see Forest picking up three points against Reading. Um, I'm 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 going to have a positive care kind of mind. Um, so 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 yeah, I'll probably say two on Forest, but again, it's not going to be an easy game. And maybe Reading fans will think that nah, Forest, you know, near near the bottom of the table we'll be able to have them I don't think that's the case because I think every game in the championship is always tough and I, I always say that it's such a tight league like you mentioned as a few minutes ago there James so I can probably see it going Forest way although it, it definitely could go either way as well yeah it, I can definitely definitely agree I think that um, Reading have, have not looked as good as they did in the early part of the season um, I know a lot of people have written about them maybe um, outperforming some of their metrics. Maybe um, they they um, were on a bit of a hot streak and, and they're reverting back to where they should be. Uh, picked it up slightly recently, but they'll they'll be they'll be hurt by the the failures beat Sheffield Wednesday in the week. They were they had so many chances. They were against ten men. They just couldn't get it over the line. Um, and yeah, they they do. Although they're currently in the playoffs, I don't think they're going to finish there. Um, fans coming back might have an impact as you said um be interesting to see how that goes but um i could see it's being a tight game um i, I think that forest um have been improving at the back conceded one against swansea kept a clean sheet against watford um two of the better teams in the league so that that should give them some confidence defensively so yeah i think i'm going to go for the one all draw i think i'm going to sit on the fence a little bit but yeah i, I think that, that it could be a one all draw which might yeah. be a pleasing result to start to start Maybe. the uh, the surge up the table. Um, but after that game, we move into preview a game um, near the bottom of the table. Um, Coventry against Rotherham, two promoted teams, both currently out of the bottom three. How do you see this one going? 
I reckon Rotherham will win this one. Um, I was quite impressed with them. I saw some highlights actually uh, the other week. Well, I think when they played, oh, I can't remember now. But but I, I think um, I, 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 it's always difficult with Rotherham because they'd they'd come up from League One and then and then they're straight back down. But I do think they have maybe a better chance this season um, of surviving because perhaps Wickham and Coventry are worse and, and, and teams like Derby have been dragged into maybe that relegation scrap. Uh, I, I, I can see Rotherham probably winning it 2-0, I'd say. So, um, yeah, I'm, 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 hopefully that'll please some Rotherham fans that are listening. But I, um, I I was quite impressed from what I saw from them a few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, I agree on Rotherham. They, they seem to, every time they come off, they do fare slightly better. Got a few big wins already. Both them and Coventry have won three games, so uh, neither of them are, are quite serial winners yet. So it's going to be a, another tight game, I think. Um, Coventry, though, they do have a leaky defence. I think they've conceded 25 goals more than any other team in the league, so that, that's something to think about. Um, that said, Robert Martin really free scoring, so it, I, I don't think it's going to going to be a tight. I think it's going to be tight. I think that. I'm going to lean towards the Coventry win. I think the home advantage, although it's not really that much of a home advantage for them considering they're, they're currently homeless, but um, I think that they, they should have enough just to win. And they've shown a little bit of an improvement recently. They're unbeaten in four, uh, whereas uh, Rotherham are winless in four. So I'm just slightly following the start form book here. So I think I'm going to tip the Coventry win. Um, 2-1, I think. And moving on to our final game, we, we're going to briefly preview... Uh, the team currently at the top of the division. Um, Norwich are hosting Tony Pulis's Sheffield Wednesday. Norwich losing in the week, um, losing a bit of momentum. They've had a lot of injuries there as well. Um, do you think this is a, a potential banana skin for them against uh, Tony Pulis in Sheffield Wednesday? I do. I, I, I honestly do. Um, I think that for me is that because of, of, of how hard the championship is and, and anybody can win that game, I'd probably actually tip Wednesday um, because they're on the up with, with, with their point deduction kind of gone now. I'd actually tip Wednesday for probably maybe just edging it 1-0, although I could sit on the fence and maybe say I can see a 0-0 draw. Um, but again, Norwich near the top. Um, and like you said earlier with, with those other sides as well, maybe forming that kind of promotion push and, and maybe that shows how big the gap will be this season. But then Sheffield Wednesday near the bottom. Now they're not really near the bottom because of the point deduction and they've managed to get into kind of the positive points so I'm actually going to tip them probably so L- Louis might be happy actually with uh, with me saying that so I'll probably say a 1-0 win for Wednesday Yeah I think I might might join you on the 1-0 prediction I think that uh, Wednesday have been improving under Pulis I think they were unfortunate against Reading to have the mountain off when they were winning the game um, and they, they've been very difficult to beat since Pulis has come in they've kept a couple of clean sheets um, one against last weekend against Stoke obviously only conceded one with, with 10 against Reading so yeah I think they're, they're going to become a team that's very traditional Tony Pulis and tough to beat good at the back and yeah I think that Norwich with their injuries um, might struggle in this one especially after just losing a game often if you lose one at the top you lose two and then you have to bounce back from that so yeah I think I'm going to Join you of the one nil prediction to Wednesday, which yeah, Louis will be very pleased to hear. But um, with that, we are now out of time, Max. So if you just want to tell people where they can reach you, uh, yeah, uh, reach me on Twitter, Max D Hayes. Um, you can also obviously find my YouTube channel as well. But uh, big thanks for uh, for having me on, and uh, and fingers crossed, chat soon as well, James. And 
fingers crossed for some exciting games this week as well. Yeah, thanks for joining me. Uh, yeah, you can get the show um, at Championship Pod on Twitter. We also have a Premier League show at EPL Roundtable, so you can give both of those a look. But yeah, um, just thanks to Max again for joining us, and we hope you listen again next time. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.